0: Instead of scrolling mindlessly, engage mindfully with the NPR app. With a mix of on-demand news, stories from this station, and your favorite podcast, you can relax without shutting off your brain. Download the NPR app today. There's a refugee crisis because of Russia's war. Hundreds of thousands of people have fled through Poland. But some Ukrainians are going the other way, going home. And we took that journey with them. We got in line for the only passenger train of the day headed to Lviv in western Ukraine. In that line, we meet Igor. He's a 32-year-old beer brewer carrying a bicycle in a black bag. He has headphones around his neck. But at first, he won't talk to me. So you said you're worried about your grandma hearing this interview? Yes. Why?
1: This is normal for grandma, She's worried? Yes. Why
0: is was, why was she worried?
1: It's this uh, dangerous. Come back.
0: Igor doesn't want his grandma to know he plans to fight. He's never been in conflict before, and in this line, there are many others who plan to take up weapons for the first time as well. The line for the train begins to move. People present their passports to the customs agents and file out on the tracks. Weapons, medical supplies, food all take priority over passengers. So the first few cars are filled with supplies. When we board the train, the floor is covered in trash, water bottles, a hat here, a mitten there, blankets left behind by earlier passengers. Sitting alone by a window, one woman is heading back from Paris to get her parents. There are couples cuddling under blankets. An older man reading about the war he's headed into in the day's newspaper. Svatoslav Volk walks over in a Yankees cap. And why are you going to Lviv?
1: I'm going to visit my parents and to defend them.
0: And when you say defend them, what does that mean?
1: I need to defend them from the occupation.
0: So does that mean you're planning to fight? Yep. And you're not scared?
1: I got no choice. I can't forgive me if I will sit in Poland and just know that my parents uh, are there.
0: Okay. I feel you're very emotional right now. A little bit. And so today you decided, I'm going back. Why today?
1: Because I saw that people that came from Ukraine. I was helping them. And because I see that terrible situation in the eyes of dead people, and I understand that my parents feel the same, so I can just leave them.
0: His final destination isn't Lviv. That's still considered safe. He's going to his hometown that's further east, where Russian forces are attacking cities. We carry on talking to people in different cars, and then the train stops for Ukrainian border control. On the other side of the track, another train is stopped. So right now we're passing a train going the other direction towards Poland, and that train is filled with people standing um, really shoulder to shoulder, so different than the train that we're on, which is pretty empty, actually. As we pull away, the train going to Poland, it stays still. It will take hours to get through the thousands of passports on that train. And then we're in Ukraine. It's the last leg of Jenny's journey. I find her sitting in the middle of what I thought was a group of old friends. Turns out they met in line. And now you're sharing chocolate
1: yeah. and chatting. <laughs> How did this happen? I mean, we were chatting all together, and we are uh, constantly checking our um, websites on the news, what is going on, you know. Everything, This all this has united Nation in an abnormal way.
0: She asks us not to use her last name. She says it's because she doesn't know who will win this war. When the Russians invaded, she was on vacation in
1: Milan. And it was shock. It was a shock because nobody expected. I would never plan a travel if, uh, if it would happen because, you know, part of the family is there. Everything is there. Yeah. So, uh, of course, I'm, I'm uh, very much... Um, afraid of the people who are now in Kiev or in east of uh, Ukraine because it's it's a disaster. Yeah. It's a disaster for the civil uh, population. You see all these trains going out and I was not actually expecting that somebody will be going in. Uh, 80% men and just like 20% women yeah. who are going back home. But it's probably those people who really have something to save, to protect and, uh, to, uh, and, and see their future in Ukraine. Her teenage son is in Lviv. Do you think Lviv will stay safe? I'm not sure. You know, after everything what happened, nobody can be sure that Lviv will stay safe and that Poland will stay safe and all the other countries will stay safe. I think this is a really big game.
0: Who are the players in this game, when you talk about it being a game? Who's
1: playing? I think it's a geopolitics in the final act. So uh, this is a struggle between big giants, and you know these giants. The US, three, Russia, and China. And China. Do you feel like you're caught in the middle? We are we just, a- exactly.
0: We, we, we mean nothing. You mean to these big powers?
1: Yes. Yes, so it's about uh, rescuing the world, mm. Re- recutting the the the, um, the areas of control. Mm-hmm. So we are now like uh, area between, in between the NATO and Russia. and it looks like now this is the historical moment for Ukraine. So I think we pay the price. Now, for all our efforts to become part of this big democratic world Mm -hmm. that uh, this democratic world should really understand and support but I mean not in a game political game or whatever but just to make a decision to uh, take us as a part of of this world so we hope for the wiseness and for um, bright will of the U.S. president and the government to support EU in the decision of taking the right decision and to take this, not to lose control, because now or we will exist and we will, will win the war and become finally the part of democratic world or democratic world will can lose completely Ukraine in the, in the range of a couple of years, I think. So this is a really critical moment for our history. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you.
0: With that, we approach Lviv. It's one of the last safe cities in Ukraine. But even so, the first sounds we hear are air raid sirens. Climate change fuels hurricanes. China promises to stop. The big lie persists. Butterflies have hearts. Singers die. Plumbers win. Nurses persevere. Your world speaks. We listen. NPR
1: NPR podcasts. podcasts. More voices, all ears. Find NPR wherever you get your podcasts. The news can feel incredibly overwhelming. For a breath of much-needed fresh air, head to NPR.org's culture section. From the buzzy movies, tiny desk, and artists that everyone seems to know about, type in NPR.org for the latest and greatest in the pop culture universe. Hey, it's Aisha Roscoe from NPR's Up First podcast. I'm one of thousands of NPR Network voices coming to you from over 200 local newsrooms across the country. We bring all Americans closer together through free and independent journalism, music, politics, culture, and so much more. The NPR Network. What you hear changes everything. Learn more at npr.org network.